Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. And welcome back to Mads World. I'm your host, Mads, and I hope you've been enjoying this season so far. If you have, please remember to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast as it's the simplest way to help out the show. Or find me on social and tell all your friends about it. This week, I'm joined by wardrobe stylist, public speaker, and gamer, Lala Love. Lala is known for her extensive pink wardrobe and her hair to match. She's a member of High Fashion Twitter and is part of the EA Creator Network. She's also a food connoisseur, a sneakerhead, and loves taking trips to Whole Foods. Lala also lives with an invisible disability, fibromyalgia. Fibromyalgia is a chronic disorder categorized by widespread musculoskeletal pain, fatigue, and tenderness. It's a complex condition that affects the central nervous system, causing amplified pain signals and heightened sensitivity to stimuli. While the exact cause of fibromyalgia is unknown, it's believed to involve a combination of genetic, environmental, and psychological factors. In this episode, we discuss what it can be like living with an invisible disability, the impact it can have on friendships and relationships, how social media impacts those with invisible disabilities, and the importance of intersectional feminism. Hello, Lala. Hey. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm really good. I've had such a lovely morning and it's a big podcast day. I'm doing a few today, so I'm feeling like really energized, which is nice. I feel like I get energy from chatting to different people, so it's great. <laughs> oh, perfect. Yeah, I know what you mean. You know, you vibe yeah. off each other's, you know, energy and you, you soak it all up, don't you? A hundred percent. Let's get stuck into our speed date question round because I've got some really fun questions that I wanted to ask you all about before we had a bit more of a chat. Um, so my first question is, what is your favourite recent pop culture moment? Oh, there's so many. Oh, gosh. Because I'm someone, I spend a lot of time on Twitter, so mm-hmm. I see mm-hmm. all of them. Like, yeah. nothing gets <laughs> past me on there. Yeah, because it's just, <laughs> once it hits Twitter, like, that's it. Like, like yeah. everyone is involved, commenting, ripping it to shreds or hyping it up either way. So, um... I love a bit of Twitter. Oh, me too. I I live on there, literally. Mm-hmm. It's it's a good and bad thing, because uh, <laughs> it's not yeah. always for the, for the faint-hearted. Uh-huh. And Love Island's back as well, so it's all the chat on there about Love Island. I mean, that's the only reason that I will continue to watch Love Island, is because of the conversation on there. I mean, if, if it wasn't for Twitter, Love Island would be dead to me. <laughs> yeah, most shows, even I do I do the same thing with like, watching like, Love is Blind, yes. and all those kind of like hot Netflix shows. Yeah, like mm-hmm. Twitter makes it more exciting, of course. You feel like you're watching mm-hmm. it with the whole world world literally yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, in terms of pop culture moment it's really difficult I'm probably gonna have to say anything to do with like fashion do's and don'ts oh yeah um, so like really crazy moments that have happened recently like um I remember I think it was Black China. she arrived on oh what red carpet was it let me look it up and she was wearing something really really crazy mm-hmm. and it went so viral because it was such a weird look. Let me do a quick. Yeah, it was the. Oh God! <laughs> Seeing it again is <laughs> giving me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> it was um, this really like over the top black swan leotard feathers everywhere like wow. goes over her, her hair completely covering her head <laughs> all you see is this like piercing like um, black shadow over her eyes and this like really insane like I dare you to look it up too so Black China Grammys and it will pop 
up on your Google I'll Images. I'll look it up right it, now. Black yeah. China Grammys. Oh my god. She looks like she's something out of like... <laughs> she looks like she's from Male Maleficent or like a Disney film villain or something. Incredible. Literally, literally, it gave me very the Black Swan. It gave me, yes, definitely Maleficent, all of that. It, it was it was definitely giving villain. And I think that she probably did it for shock value, which I understand because, you know, a lot of the time that's that's what works these days. People have to do outlandish things to get attention. Yeah, for social media especially, it's what goes viral is what's going to be making the money. Yeah, this is it. And yeah, this was one of those moments where I was just like, this is very terrifying. Um, I wish she <laughs> hadn't done that. And she said in an interview recently that she really liked it. She thought it was really nice. So she didn't understand mm. why people were like, like, you know, confused and scared. <laughs> yeah, confused and scared. Like you look like you look like a crow, like a scary literally, crow. <laughs> literally. Oh my goodness, that's the perfect way to describe it. Yeah. Yes. That's so it. good. And my next question is, what is your greatest achievement? Oh, um, it's, it's always interesting when someone asks me this question, because I think that most people don't or would never think that I would answer it like this. Yeah. And out, out of all the things I've done, it's never as big to me as being able to just like have the power of self-love and the confidence that yeah. I have that that will always be my biggest achievement just knowing that I truly love myself and I respect myself and I'm able to walk away from any bad situation and anything that isn't serving me I'm able to just turn my back on it immediately no matter who it is what it is could be opportunity a person a, a animal or whatever you know like to me being able to love myself is my biggest achievement I could I've I've done you know, uh, things that people would probably look at and think, oh, but you, you were on a TV show, you know, you, you did Naked Beach and, uh, you know, you, um, you've you been in magazines and you've, you've been featured, in, you know, on Teen Vogue and in BuzzFeed and BBC News. Yeah, those are nice things. But when I, when I just think about what's more important to me than all of those things is just how I'm able to look after myself and how I view myself. I don't really care about the worldly standards you know it's it's always a proud moment knowing that I love me because a lot of people can't say that a lot of people are still struggling with that you know oh that is so powerful and so awesome to hear because I feel like that's something I've been struggling with a lot in like the last few months because I have um it's 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 fine now but I've basically had this like onset of chronic hives like I get hives every day and the last mm -hmm. hives is like it's like an allergic reaction thing and it's it's nearly been a year now that I've been having that every day and I'm just like this has never happened to me I've never had to like I don't know I've never felt like so self-conscious in my life and now people always saying because I'm turning 30 in July a lot of people are like oh once you hit your 30s you're so confident and like you don't care what anybody thinks and you've got all this self-love like the wisdom you have in that and I'm like I'm just not feeling that like it's it's so tough at the moment mm. and I'm like I just I want to get back to a place where like because in my 20s I've always been so confident so out there like I started this podcast blah 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 but yeah it's just it's so weird lately because I'm like where is this like revelation of self-love that everyone's talking about like I'm just I'm not there. So hearing you say that mm -hmm. is very inspirational. It makes me feel like, yeah, I'm looking forward to getting back to myself. You will. You just have to put in the work and believe that you can feel that way. You've got to constantly remind yourself daily. It's, it's not an easy thing. I will, I will never um, make it seem like, oh, like you can just wake up and feel this way. It takes time. It does. I, I won't lie to you. But if you put in the work, like it's, it's not unachievable. Yeah. Oh, it's so lovely to hear you say that. And I love that it's sort of like a, it's a different sort of success or um, achievement goal. Cause a lot of people come mm -hmm. on and they say like, like you were saying, like, you know, Teen Vogue or Buzzfeed, all those things like to, uh, to other people that could look so inspiring and like you've achieved so much, but yeah, it all comes down to how you feel about yourself. Like whether that stuff is meaningful or not, I guess. That is it. There you yeah. go. Mm-hmm. And my next question is, what do you love most about fashion and styling? Because I love your Instagram and um, Kitty Underwood put me onto you. And after she did, I was mm -hmm. like, oh, I'm obsessed. So many cute outfits. So, yeah, what do you love the most about it? Yeah, shout out to Kitty. She's one of my yeah. closest friends. I uh, love her to bits. She's um, so great. I love her. She is. She is. Um, oh, gosh, so many things, so many things. It's, it's When it comes to fashion, I, can, I can't really choose, like, from the top of my head because 
I've been so in love with everything that like art and fashion involves for such a long time that the the history that's in my head is so extensive, like the catalogue. So, uh, you know, I can choose maybe a fashion moment from this year or five years ago or 10 years ago. Like there's just so many. But when I when I always think of at least like my top few, I will always go back to, I guess, the times when I was, I think I was in college around this time, is when I really realised how obsessed I was with it. And I feel like that feeling will never leave me. And the first time I discovered um, Jeremy Scott, who um, is or or currently is or is about to leave Moschino. So he was or is the creative director. Um, I think he's leaving um, sometime this year. And um, at the time, he had just been appointed creative director back in 2011. And he was making like collaborative um, shoes and clothes with Adidas. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that's when I first kind of like got to know who he was and what he did and his kind of like, you know, um, I guess his creative techniques, because he's very flamboyant, um, you know, mm. designing wings for sneakers and putting mm-hmm. teddy bears on them and <laughs> little arms and yeah, yeah, literally. And I I realized like, oh, this these are my people. Like this is my kind of vibe, like quirky yeah. fashion, you know, mm-hmm. really fun things. And when I think of fashion and what makes me like really happy, it's that kind of, you know, those kind of designs, the things mm-hmm. that are very colourful and and very um, just out of the ordinary and very mm-hmm. unique silhouettes and almost crazy to to most people when you look at it. Like, what's that? Why why does why do your shoes have a whole bear on it? Like, that's a bit much, don't you think? But to me, it's like, no, that's cool. That's dope. Like, yeah, I can't wait to wear these. You know? Yeah, it's such a, like an expressive art form. I guess like it's so it can go any direction. I think that's the best thing as well about like this era that we're in at the moment is that trends are always changing and stuff and yeah it's probably kind of bad for the environment but like if you think (laughs) about like the 70s you know in my head Mm. that's that's kind of all a 10-year period is identified through one like one or a couple of fashion trends whereas like the era we're in now there's so many different ways that you can do it and look amazing and feel amazing and it's just everyone can express themselves how they want and it's really cool yeah exactly and that's what fashion is for me it's Mm. self-expression the way I can speak to people without having to open my mouth you know me walking out the house wearing something flamboyant or even if it's something a bit more dialed back but still with a hint of quirkiness because I, I I can't seem to have a simple outfit I don't think it's physically possible in all honesty <laughs> yeah. like, even when I think of the outfits that I still have that I still kind of class as kind of simple that they still have some kind of element of something funky in it if, even if it's just the earrings I'm wearing and that's it you know I just there's never a dull moment with me when it comes to that <laughs> That's so good. So would you say you're an introvert or an extrovert then? Like, is are you an introvert and you use this as a way to express yourself or would you say you're more of an extrovert? Yeah, I think I'm probably a bit of both. I think so too with me, with myself, yeah. Yeah, yeah cause I, and I think there's a word for it too and I always forget the term. Like, mm. yeah, I, don't, I can't remember what it is, but definitely because I'm someone I, I, I say all the time to my friends and I'm like, I don't like a lot of attention. And I'm always like, I know it, it seems contradicting based on the stuff I wear. Yeah. But genuinely, I, I don't. I I like what I like and I can't help that I like these things, but I just don't like the attention that comes with it. Yeah, you're like an introverted extrovert. Yeah. So so even the back to the days where my hair would always be pink. Um and I need to go back to those times because I really miss it. it. It was a it was a it was I think the real me, the real Lala you know, mm-hmm. my hair being pink, but the upkeep is so expensive. But yeah, yeah we, we really know a cost of living crisis. So let's not get <laughs> into that. But um, yeah, but when, when my hair was pink a lot and I would leave the house and I would notice I'd get a lot of attention and a lot of stares. Sometimes people secretly like recording me and stuff like that. 
um, there's been times where friends have had to like fight my battles for me when they would see someone doing it and they'd be like, like, you know, leave her alone or what, yeah. are you doing? what are you looking at? And yeah. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm so used to it. And, and I'm in such a bubble that sometimes I don't even realize it myself if I'm just in my own world with my earphones in listening to Nicki Minaj. So <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's so like, on brand with the pink hair. <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Literally, just in my own Barbie world. And Love that. <laughs> yeah. So so it's like I it is very frustrating getting all that attention because it's like I don't really I don't care for it. I find it a little bit intimidating. It can be a bit scary because I do stuff with anxiety. So it, it can rile that up a little bit too. But I'm not gonna leave the house and wear black every day like most people, and no shade to them if that's what you like, but I can't do it, but I know if I did, I wouldn't get near as much attention as I get. But I'm not going to now make myself unhappy with what I'm wearing just because it makes other people, like, I don't know, confused or excited. Yeah, exactly. So I just have to be me, you know, and just kind of feel the fear and do it anyway is how I kind of attempt to do most things. Honestly, (laughs) it is because once you do it, you realize there's nothing to be scared of so true and Mm. my next question is what is the best thing about being a queer person so many things again um yay (laughs) (laughs) I I always say I always love the fact that I have such an amazing community Mm -hmm. um I have I'm, I'm quite blessed to have more friends in my life um in my adult life that are queer more than I had when I was a bit younger I thought because most people were still quite um scared to admit it because they didn't want to be judged and not everyone obviously has the same you know confidence and outspoken behavior that I do so whereas I said it very early in life to friends and they were all like oh you're just greedy how can you like you know uh, women as well as men like that's just greed and I'm like okay whatever this is how I feel so ignorant isn't it (laughs) very and I I can't fault them because you know we were what like 16 at the time or something like that so you know we're just young stupid school kids like not knowing any better and it just so happened that I was just bold enough to just say it because I just didn't care but I understand that most people just they're not there yet and and now in my my early 30s oh god it sounds so weird to say that yeah um, <laughs> that'll be me next month as well girl join the club terrified <laughs> oh gosh no don't be honestly it, it, it is a nice feeling but it also mm. sounds kind of like cringe when you say it out loud because you're like really yeah. am I there I can't yeah. believe it. But yeah, um, as you are at this um time in your life, um, a lot of people are just kind of over hiding it because they've already grown into this more confident adult, especially at a time where it's now less hidden. But then it, it wasn't on TV. You didn't see it in EastEnders, you didn't see it in movies. And if you did, it was very like hush hush taboo. It wasn't out and proud so now to have so much um celebration when that's concerned because I don't even remember pride being a thing like a pride parade being a thing when I was 16 it probably existed maybe but I didn't know about it like had no clue so yeah that will that will always be my favorite thing just being able to have such a great community and so many people around me who understand me and and even help me discover my sexuality even more because I thought that I was bi for a long time I thought that it was I just liked men and women but then as time went on I was like oh actually I'm quite attracted to this person but they don't identify as a man or woman so what what's what's this about and I just I kept kind of pondering to myself oh um you know it maybe it maybe it's just I I'm confused I don't know and then I spoke to a a dear friend of mine um who you might know her name um Haram um and really really gorgeous human being um Mm -hmm. I'm so besotted with her and I spoke to her because I didn't know what her sexuality was but I knew she was part of the queer community too yeah. So I just messaged her and I said, like, how did you know, you know, like, how, how did you know what your sexuality was? How did you, yeah. like, discover it? Because I'm struggling with not knowing if I like just women and men or, or everyone. And, and how do you, how do you kind of word it? And she was like, yeah. well, 
uh, take it as this. I I like hearts and not parts. And I was like, oh my God. Oh, I love that. <laughs> it blew my mind. Yeah. Honestly, just, it was so mind blowing. And I was like, oh my God, that's it. So I'm, I'm pan, I'm, I'm pansexual. Like I, I just like everyone. I, I don't really care what you have. I just, yeah. I like you. <laughs> the power of words sometimes is so incredible. Like for someone to just articulate something so that speaks to you so much is just like, oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like it, and it can, it can honestly help you figure yourself out, you know, like hearing that feels like it would have been such a like liberating moment. Oh, it was, it truly was. It, I think I probably got a little bit emotional afterwards. So I was just like, wow, finally something so simple just to make me understand it a bit better. But Oh, till this day, I'll always remember that. And I, and I love her even more for it, for making it just so much more easier for me to understand. Cause I was, I was really battling a little bit. I was, I was feeling like just really stupid and confused almost. Yeah. So yeah, I'm really grateful for that. That's amazing. And my last question for this round is, and this is my favorite question because I never know what people are going to come out with is what is your funniest date story? Oh gosh. Funniest. <laughs> Oh, or just I've, I've had... it can be any it can be most <laughs> tragic it can be best it can be any date story okay so I do have a couple like bad or awkward ones amazing um, we love it oh my gosh I, I can remember one specifically and oh this is bad so <laughs> um <laughs> it's probably even not that bad to you but to me it's just like it's bad for me because I've got OCD but you'll see and when you when you're revisiting it as well it's like it's so real it's like you're getting triggered by it you're like oh god it's happening again all over again exactly (laughs) so again we're talking almost 10 years ago I would say maybe 2012 and I I'm still working in retail um because I I was like able-bodied at that time I hadn't been diagnosed with anything yet and I I think I met this guy out on a night out. I think he approached me at the bus stop as I was going home really late in the night and gave him my number or whatever. Fast forward to our first date, he meets me after work and I'm working at Stratford at the time in the Westfields. And um, so I think he took us to TGI's or GBK, one of the two. And date was okay, but like, I kind of kept getting this whiff of something. Oh God. Like, (laughs) (laughs) this really like, like weird smell now and again, not not like constantly, but like (laughs) just, just, yeah, literally your reaction was mine. Nah, (laughs) that's not on. (laughs) it's not I'm just I'm very big on like smells and hygiene I just if I get a least whiff of myself I'm like okay I need to go pattern up I need to go sort myself out honestly same it's I'm I'm very hypersensitive to it like if I smell something bad I'm like this is going to affect me for the rest of the day like I need to sort this out yeah (laughs) literally and I just thought okay maybe it's the restaurant I'm not really paying too much mind maybe someone else in here And as we're leaving now, and I've gone to, like, hug him goodbye, the whole stench went right (gasps) up my nose. It was all over his jacket. And all, like, just, it smelled like, I can't even describe it, like, just stale food, literally. Like, ew. Yeah. That's the best way to describe it. Like, (laughs) Like, someone was cooking before he left the house and I could just smell this heavily rich food smell, but it would just smell like it was not fresh. And even then it's, it's still a food smell and on your coat. So immediately it oh, smells weird. And no. um, you know what? Something I always want when I'm out with someone on a date, like I find a good smelling person very attractive. Like that is something big to me. Even if someone's like not as hot, but they smell amazing. I'm like, love you, obsessed with you. Like literally <laughs> my boyfriend. That yeah. is me. Cause back to <laughs> when I was still like just starting dating for the first time, I remember I was obsessed with anything like Lynx smelled, like Lynx <laughs> Africa. That oh, that smell would back. just oh my god, trust me, that smell would yep. just turn me on. Same. And I don't so care how school. 
<laughs> really like i don't care how cute or not cute or whatever cute you are if you're wearing that you're you're mine like i need you to be mine <laughs> so I'm, I'm with you on that so that's why this was such a bad turn off and i gave him the benefit of the doubt i thought okay maybe it was a one-off situation you know he went to someone's house prior to meeting me and there was a lot of cooking going on and it went in his coat cool <laughs> i gave him a benefit of the doubt and gave him a second date okay the second date oh. the exact same smell the exact same smell i said i I said no we're not we're not doing this because that is such a that's so sad for him because imagine if he's going on loads of dates and everyone's rejecting him because of his smelly jacket (laughs) (laughs) i swear and like you know when you want to tell someone because it would be helpful but you don't want to like hurt their feelings and mm-hmm. and not only that we know how men you know really fragile egos and mm-hmm. you, the minute you hurt their feelings they start effing and blinding and wanting to insult you so <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know scary. as a woman it is a scary you don't want to put yourself in a position where you could get hurt and i'm still getting to know this person so i don't know what they're capable of yeah you know? no fair so, enough yeah i just <sighs> had to leave that <laughs> love that i would have been exactly the same <laughs> Oh God! Well, <laughs> thank you so much for going through the speed date question round. Um, I've asked you on the podcast because I read some of your articles, and with Kitty's recommendation, um, I just really love to speak to you about living with an invisible disability. So I've read some mm-hmm. of your articles and places you featured. I know you spoke earlier about um being featured on BuzzFeed and stuff, and um, yeah, could you just tell me more about what living with an invisible disability means to you and means in general, I guess, for anyone listening who doesn't really know what that term means. Mm -hmm. So yes, I do have a chronic illness called fibromyalgia Mm -hmm. and how that affects me is I get very severe joint pain. Mm -hmm. Um, I can swell up very easily in my feet and in my like my knees oh there's times where I've like walked too much for a day and I've come home and my knees are puffy they're just blown up and gone really big Mm. and I'm like it's crazy you can you look at one and look at the other and compare the two and you instantly see that oh it's swollen because it's a lot larger than the other one Mm -hmm. it's Yeah. yeah it's pretty intense um and just I guess navigating that because I first got diagnosed, I think it was back in 2015 is when Mm. I first realized that I I was having these pains and I didn't get diagnosed until a year later in 2016. Mm. And um, apparently it was caused by trauma or um, some form of like moving around. And Mm. I think it might've been a bit of the, a bit of both because I did go through a really bad breakup end of 2014 early 2015 mm-hmm. and um which yeah was quite traumatic for me and then I did spend a lot of time like going back to the gym and just kind of working out my pain through there so I might have injured myself in the gym plus the trauma of what I was really dealing with and then boom it gave me this I know it's crazy when you think about it yeah, and how how long is it expected to last? Is it for life, or how does it how does it mm-hmm. come to an end? Yeah, that's that's the unfortunate thing that there is no end. Um, it it is something I'm gonna have to live with for the rest of my life. So I just have to find ways of making it easier for me, which is what I've been spending um, the majority of my time doing since I had it. And mm-hmm. it it changes over time in in terms of. If, if I've um, used something before and I realize it doesn't no longer work, I'd stop that and move on to something else. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Like you get resistant to certain treatments and stuff. Mm -hmm. So at first I was just taking medication from the doctors that were prescribed Mm -hmm. to me. And I thought they were helpful, but in the end I kind of felt like they were making me feel worse. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped them because, you know, with, with these kind of like uh, medicines, they're, mm-hmm. they're, they're very much um, crap. And, mm, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and it wasn't even something that was made specifically for people that have a chronic illness. It was made yeah. for people that have schizophrenia and they just happen to use it for people that have my condition as well. And I just right. feel like someone that has schizophrenia is nowhere near the same as someone that has a chronic illness. So why would they use the same medication for it? It just seems so lazy and so stupid. Yeah, and almost like they're just looking for something to just throw at the problem or like put a a plaster over it and it's not really a real solution. Exactly, and I I find that that happens a lot. So I had to just do my own research and find things Mm -hmm. that I guess were more natural and so I started looking into CBD and now Mm -hmm. it's so popular a lot of people use it for everything in every different way back then it wasn't as popular so it took me a while to like get my hands on certain things um so after a while I would try out CBD chocolate or just the capsules I'd buy the hemp seed oil capsules off Amazon um and just yeah I would use that and that was a little bit easier because I remember when I was away filming Naked Beach I remember taking them with me because I was like this is a job where I'm going to be on my feet every day and I'm not used to that anymore Mm -hmm. because obviously that's not a kind of job I can manage anymore but in order for me to to do this you know you know great experience um I want to be able to be at my best I don't want to feel like I'm letting the the team down and the Mm. the crew because I can't get up and film every day like everyone else yeah so um yeah it was important for me to rest as much as possible and also make sure that I don't miss any dose of taking the hemp seed oil capsules because they were quite helpful in just making sure that I'm not completely in too much pain but anytime I did feel a little bit sore just elevate my legs when I need to and just keep it pushing and yeah it helped it did and what have your experiences been like with fibromyalgia and OCD in conjunction oh terrible um yeah (laughs) if yeah at times it can be a real nightmare because the the biggest Mm. trigger is when I need to tidy the house and it's a mess and Mm -hmm. I can't live in mess for too long Mm-hmm. Um, very popular OCD, like, you know, trigger, just being in mess and clutter. I can't do it. Like, I'm always decluttering. I'm always throwing things away and cleaning up. And, you know, I hate it when my boyfriend comes around and he hasn't tidied up after himself. I'm always cussing him because I'm like, listen, I can't, I can't live in mess. I just yeah. tidy that. Can you please? I just, and then there's, there's days where I'm so tired and exhausted and or sore 
that I physically can't stand to clean or I can't even bend down. A lot of the time it's hard for me to even bend on my knees. It's too much pressure on it. Yeah. So those days are really frustrating because my OCD is like, well, you need to clean. And then my body's like, oh, actually you need to rest. And I'm like, oh, what do I do? (laughs) (laughs) Stuck in the middle. (laughs) Literally. So that's like the biggest like frustration. So again, as time goes on, I'm just learning. It's fine. Just wait another day or do do as little as you can just to make yourself feel at peace and then leave mm-hmm. the rest it's fine it's fine you know or hide yeah. it hide the mess put something over it do something you know <laughs> yeah you, or just push it to yeah. the sides that's usually my tactic is if I can't be asked cleaning I push it to the side and then I'm like mm-hmm. okay it's over there for now literally and how has um living with an invisible disability impacted your friendships and relationships yeah that's something that definitely was really hard to navigate very early on when I when I first had it because it was also a lot more difficult then because I'm not used to it and so I didn't know how to deal with it so I was like losing friends well I guess they weren't really friends because if you don't understand I've got an illness and it's preventing me from meeting up today then okay like jog on then mate do you know what I mean? It's not. I can't do anything about it. It's. I'm, I've got to live with this now. And if you can't understand it, then I guess we're just not really meant to be, are we? And um, yeah, and that was the same with with relationships. I feel like relationships didn't affect me as much because I. It's not like um. It's. I think. I think because men are more okay with. Oh, we we can stay home. Cool. Let's stay home. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Oh, we can not go out and spend money. Great. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I feel like they they were okay. They were. Oh, we can mm. just chill in bed. Oh, you know, perfect. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, put your feet up. yeah. So I feel like. It, I can't really recall a time where it's really affected a relationship. I mean, with my current one. Um, he's been quite helpful with trying to do certain things for me that I can't do. If he knows I can't really bend down and do certain things. Yeah, he's Mm. got no choice. He knows. Before we got into this relationship, I I made it very clear to him, like, look, this is what I have. This is Mm. something I can't help. Even my mum sat him down too and was like, yeah, like, are you sure? Because there are certain needs that she has. And yeah, it kind of is where it is. But again, as time's getting on, I'm managing a lot better anyway because I'm able to even take newer things that I didn't know of that are helping even more that that are sometimes making the pain almost numb to the point where I'm forgetting it's there or just like painkillers that are so strong they're just knocking me out like codeine for example so yeah a lot a lot of the time it's it hasn't been too bad and I'm quite blessed and lucky to have a partner who who understands and he you know he's got his own things too so he's never gonna make me feel some type of way about it so I'm, I'm very appreciative of that. And thinking back to your dating life pre-boyfriend, how did having an invisible disability impact your dating life? Did you um, disclose it up front or was it something that you sort of talked about once it got further down? Like how how did they link together? Um, I feel like I was able to kind of disclose it quick enough and then again it, it, it was a kind of a similar thing. It wasn't really too much of a big deal because I guess I was dating guys at the time that were like so chilled I think even back then I was in a relationship on and off for about three four years with this one guy from about yeah literally from like 2016 to all the way until about 2020 yeah because it was literally the year of the pandemic where we finally broke up and I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah, I mean, because I just realised how trash and unreliable he was. And yeah, and I'm just like, even though he was very understanding of my illness and he was, he would always ask me, oh, how's your health today? And I always loved that he asked me that because it felt so sincere and it always felt so dedicated to my illness specifically like like are you okay is your how are your are your feet okay is your body okay like like how are you mentally 
It's so nice because it's like it. It he understands that you can your feelings could change about it every day and stuff. It's not like he asks once a month or something. It's like wanting yeah. to know that how you're mentally like the changes every day. Yeah, literally. Yeah, that's nice. And then it was and being able to kind of tell him, yeah, it's this or it's that, and he would still further the conversation with me and try and maybe give some kind of solutions. And and I think that's one of the reasons why I did stay with him for so long because he was very um he was very sweet and empathetic in that sense, but he just couldn't be present physically. Like he was very unreliable to the point where oh. I felt like he was having it, leading a double life. I was oh, like, really? you sure you don't have a wife and kids somewhere? Yeah. Cause <laughs> we, we, we would, we, we would like, we would have arrangements to go somewhere or to even just him come round. And l- last minute, a lot of the time on the day, Oh, I can't anymore. I've got to do this job. And, da, da, da. and I'm like, really? Like, I, or he couldn't stay over a lot of the time. And I'm like, you can't stay over. Why not? You're a grown man. What's the problem? Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. It was, it was bizarre. I never met Suspicious. his mom. Very, very, yeah. Especially when he constantly went on and on about, oh, we could have had two kids by now, you know? And da, da. I'm like, two kids what? by now? And you, you've, be- you've barely even been like physically present. I've never yeah. been to your house. I've never met your parents. I've, you know, I, mm. we've been on and off in this relationship for, for four years. Like, are you serious, sir? Like, yeah. It, 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 it was, <laughs> sir, please. <laughs> it, it was it was very confusing because how can this caring, considerate human being who mm. was generous to a fault but just never was reliable and present enough, like, and wanted to, ha- like, be with me, marry me, and, ha- you know, have children with me? It was just, it just confused the hell out of me. So the pandemic confirmed that, you know, if he can't come and bring me some groceries in this, like, you know, chaos and make sure that I'm okay physically, then yeah, you're just really not the guy for me at the end of the day. Uh, You know, it just doesn't make sense. COVID confirmed that for so many people, I think. Like either it cemented your relationship and you moved in together and then, or you moved in together too soon and you're like, nope. (laughs) Exactly. So I think it's eye-opening in a lot of ways. Definitely. On a bit of a different tangent, how do you think social media impacts people with invisible disabilities, either positively or negatively? I feel that unless they can relate to the disability, a lot of people probably just don't really care, in all honesty. I feel like most people, I mean, of course, some people are going to be empathetic and be like, oh, okay, cool, like, good for you for for having this difficulty and still getting up every day and, you know, bringing lovely content to the timeline and, got you know, I'm rooting for you, sis. But then I feel like there's a, there's a lot of, like, you know, pricks in the world who only kind of think of themselves and a lot of people are still very much like you, like you're disabled, like you're, you're not the vibe or, you know, that's, that's just, I don't know how they translate in their minds, but you can kind of like see the energy and like people's like tone of their voice or how they speak or their body language it's it's gotten a little bit better in the sense of a lot of people realizing how normal it is and I think it's because so many people are so vocal about it these days it might have been a bit shameful to admit it to some so a lot of people just didn't say anything because they they didn't want to look like they're not cool because it's it's not cool to have a disability do you know what I mean it's not like yeah you're not an it girl (laughs) (laughs) I suppose it's good for finding like-minded communities like I guess what like what you were saying about the queer community when you have people around you that are similar to you and you can share stories and stuff but in the same breath I guess with social media it's like there's just so much out there and so much content and so many people dealing with so many different things it's like there's almost like a clutter people don't know where to direct their attention and like like you said you might you know, engage with something and feel bad for someone or, you know, hear someone's story or, you know, be emotionally invested in someone's TikTok, but it goes for 30 seconds and then you're like, okay, next thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This is it. That's exactly it. But I'm very, I'm very grateful for the people on there that I do um, follow who have other disabilities or similar ones. And yeah. like when we support each other, we understand it. We understand that it takes a lot of patience and just reminding mm-hmm. each other that, you know, you're still worthy of love. You're still, you're still a, yeah. um, a beautiful human being, regardless of what kind of struggles you have, it, you know, you are not your disability. 
Mm. And have you met some cool people like through online communities about fibromyalgia or OCD? Is there good, strong online communities? Are they on Instagram? Are they on Reddit? Like where would you where would you go for that sort of stuff? I would say I've met at least one or two mm-hmm. um, people that have fibromyalgia on Twitter. Mm. And oh, Twitter, then I've yeah, met yes of course um and then on instagram i know right <laughs> and and then on instagram i've mostly met people that have um endo is it endometriosis yeah endo endometriosis endometriosis yeah. yeah 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 that seems like a really popular one too i'm i'm if some people that i know from like my childhood that have it as well and i yeah. i've never really heard about it too much until the last like maybe 3 4 years mm-hmm. um and a lot of people that have um, IBS, which is like, it's kind of like not as extreme as, you know, the ones where it affects you more physically in a sense of, you know, walking and, and standing, etc. cetera. Um, but it's still technically an illness that can really mess up your day, you know? Yeah, so sure. ev- yeah, even that's popping up a lot now. And mm-hmm. I'm just very much like really happy that people just be more outspoken and be more honest because yeah, definitely. life isn't rainbows. You can't, you don't wake up every day and see, and see a unicorn outside, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. so it, it's just nice that people be more transparent because um, mm-hmm. a lot of the time I'm very tired of the, the fakery that happens in social media. Everyone's pretending their life is Christmas and it's not. And I'm not saying that we have to, we have to dwell and, and mope and just sit in misery, but just be honest about each other. You know, today is not a great day, but I'm going to get up and try and make my day feel a bit better by doing my skincare, making myself my favorite cup of tea and watching my favorite films and, and in bed, you know, like you can just leave it as that. And if you don't feel like even doing that and you do want to wallow, like that's fair enough, but I just don't like it when people, come online and say something that isn't it because all you're doing is creating this harmful narrative that everyone's life should look like that my life looks like this so yours needs to look like this too and if it doesn't then you failed no stop it yes stop it smack your hand stop it people have too much time don't they too much time Mm. on their hands like just give it have a day off (laughs) (laughs) honestly why are you coming to to me with that i don't need it In all honesty, yeah, because I feel like the world would be a better place if we were just all more honest with each other. That's it. And how do you think the body positivity or the body neutrality movement has an effect on those with invisible disabilities? Hmm, it's a hard one because I feel like we're still obviously very much a part of that movement. And for me, it's always important that people that look like me and disabled bodies are are always in the center of it because a lot of the time we're always like ignored when it comes to those kind of conversations right we talk about body positivity and then we don't include disabled bodies you know it's it's not fair we talk about body positivity and we only focus on white women like yeah come on it's 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 weird instagram's been doing that for years and then especially a certain type of body as well like a small fat and but you have to have the small waist little bit of a belly but the waist still needs to go in and then a nice big bum and big boobs and small arms and relatively small legs you know what i mean it's it's, it's exhausting it's stupidness <laughs> it is it's truly it's... exhausting it really is and i feel like people rest too much on that and in saying that, so you said something really interesting there about um, white women. What would you say mm-hmm. in regards to the importance of intersectional feminism when it comes to your experiences in particular? I feel like it, it can be very harmful when, so again, when it's only focused on on white feminism, the only things that affect them are the things they're willing to speak out about. Yeah. So if I'm now to explain what I'm dealing with in the workplace or, you know, with, with a colleague, because obviously I'm freelance. So I get to work with so many different kinds of people. And yeah, sometimes I might not find any kind of thing in common with someone I'm working with, but it's fine. I'm just here to do a job. But because they don't find anything in common with me, they take it personally or their ego has been crushed. So they want to make me have a horrible day. It's happened too many times. Yeah. And I feel like when no one 
backs me up or, or hears my side and empathizes with the way I've been treated just for doing my job, just because I didn't giggle at this person's jokes. I don't relate mm-hmm. to it. If I don't relate to something, mm-hmm. what I have to put on a show just because mm-hmm. I'm at work, I'm not here for that. I'm here to do my job. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it's happened too many times to count. And I just feel like um, the, the moment that we, we put an end to the sickness that it is and stop mm-hmm. doing it as a social media stunt, because mm-hmm. again, during the pandemic, when we had all of those um, protests for for what was going on in America with George Floyd and everyone was putting these black squares on on their Instagram and having all of these um, paragraphs. And I just sat back and watched that people that were doing it. And I was like, oh, but you had nothing to say when I told you this person was bullying me and you said it was nothing. And I told you that she's only doing it because of what I look like. And you just said, oh, Lala, it's fine. She's oh no, but now oh, you want to support because it's trendy. Like oh, it's 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 insane. I mean, not a lot of people know this, but I I I went behind closed doors and called some people out for doing it. I I did some of it in person, like in in the public too, but a lot of it I had to do behind closed doors as well because you need you need to know about your crap. You know, you need to know that what you're doing is harmful and it's performative and it's not fair. If you're not gonna be um be loud and and proud and stand for what is right all of the time then mm-hmm. just just shut up don't 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 bother yeah. just because there's a camera in your face yeah you are such a good advocate for so many different things and i think it's been such a pleasure having you on the podcast and i feel like you are still remaining so positive in the face of so much adversity and it's just it's really inspiring to see so thank you thank so you. much for jumping on the podcast and yeah, this has been such a lovely chat. It has. It's been really fun. Thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Lala. Please let me know on any of my socials if you have any stories or thoughts of your own to share. Peace. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey. It's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.